Hey, you, dare to think. Y'all ready to get funky? Pizza's great, but it's not the gospel. Welcome to the campus of LCMSU, everyone. I am the Chancellor, Pastor Marcus Zill. Warning, the show might trigger you. You don't love the gospel. Hey, who let the campus pastor loose in the studio again? Zilly Zilly. Got a real treat for you today, folks. Deaconess Heidi Gaiman from Norfolk. Or is it Norfolk or Norf... What is it? I don't know. You have to ask the locals, right? <laughs> I've only been here for two years. Okay, North. <laughs> it's Norfolk. I grew up in Nebraska. It's Norfolk, Nebraska. Okay. Um, so yes, they do things a little differently there, right? Yeah, totally. You know, it's it's like go big red is plastered on everything. That's no. probably the most important thing you need to know. <laughs> Absolutely, but it's Norfolk, <laughs> Nebraska, even though it's spelled with an L. I'm sure there's a great book written about that somewhere and why that happened. But Heidi, you are uh, you uh, you and your husband. I I met you when you were <clears throat> a small town outside Bowling Green, Ohio, and you guys were all trying to you know help out, helping out, and doing great things with the college students there. You guys came to uh, our LCMSU conference at uh, DC a couple three years ago, and then you guys t- then your husband took a call to Christ Lutheran in Norfolk, Nebraska. You as a deaconess. Uh, Used to work, you work with Grace Place some, and also a, a worker wellness advocate as a contractor for the Office of National Mission. So you're doing all sorts of stuff, including blogging and podcasts. Yeah, it's true. I have a lot of different hats, but I think that it all can be framed under mental health and building genuine relationships, especially in the church. You know, we struggle um, with recognizing the importance of mental health and community and the church's place, I think, in offering this refuge for the weary um, of heart, spirit, and mind. And so that's that's pretty much what I do. Sometimes I do it with workers in the LCMS. Sometimes I do it with people at mental health conferences. And, you know, it's just kind of a fun gig to be able to, I think, represent Jesus' hope for mental health and relationships in all kinds of different places and spaces. So mm. it's good. And I love working with youth and young adults. I do it locally here at Christ Lutheran in Norfolk, Norfolk, Nebraska. <laughs> Say it right. Your parishioners might be listening. I know, right? <clears throat> is there is there a single place where people can go and find everything in Heidi's world? Yes, absolutely. Um, HeidiGaiman.com. It's not hard to find, except my last name is so hard to spell. Two and N's. So Heidi. Yep, two N's and an and an O. So it's G-O-E-H-M-A-N-N. You guys have one of our few uh, of our 250 or so LCMSU chapters has focused on um, a community college. You have a community college there, right? Yes, we do. It's one of the largest in the nation, and it's a little different. There's a lot of dorms with it, and so it's. Um, I think that you had mentioned to me that's kind of a new model for it community is. college in general. So that was really surprising to us, but that means we have a large international student population. And so my husband in particular works a lot with international students and our ministry partners from Malawi sending some students over. And then from that, we've been able to really connect and have a campus ministry. It's called every tribe and it's based on the revelation passage about every tribe and every tongue, you know, gathering. And so it's pretty exciting to be part of I think a ministry that I you know we never expected but those students are 
such a joy to be around. You know, everybody's so diverse and different and comes from different places and spaces and vantage points. So it's really well, cool to get Heidi, there. you have always been a joy to be around yourself. I think it was the last National Youth Gathering down in New Orleans two times ago. You just popping by by my booth and started picking up my stuff and talking about how wonderful LCMSU was and that people needed to get connected. And you've always been an advocate for uh, the young people, the church, and been concerned about them making that transition from high school to college and then from college to adulting. Um, mm. But one of the things, and I, you, you probably know this better than me, um, and I don't like to quote statistics unless they agree with what I already knew, but... <laughs> But um, mental health is is a deal with our mm-hmm. college students. Bottom line is, I'd say the last 10, 12 years, mental mm-hmm. health has become easily the biggest issue among college students. The number of those that are diagnosed with depression or, ang- mm-hmm. or just are some sort of anxiety disorder, yeah. is, it's in the 30 to 35%. And that's diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Right, right, that's right. One out of three of our college kids yeah, it's a really important fact for students and parents to understand that like the most um, vulnerable time for you to be diagnosed with a mental health struggle um, that's diagnosable. And so that doesn't count even just like, um, you know, I um, need to get more sleep or, you know, this is like, sure. it's really interfering with my functioning is the freshman year of college. Mm. Um, and I really believe it has to do with this concept of transition. And we don't have a lot of ceremonies or rituals that help students become adults. You know, we kind of like graduate them and we're like pat them on the back and good luck. Um, and so our, like our LCMSU chapters are so important and our campus pastors and our Concordias and our churches that are um, really keeping up with their college students um, because families need support you know, when, uh, when that transition comes in and everything's kind of unsure and we don't really know what being an adult looks like as we walk into it and we're learning, we need a lot of people surrounding us that are filling us with hope and filling us with care. Um, and I think that, yes, a diagnosable mental health concern is we want to see less numbers. You know, we want people to be able to function in life and not have the fear of having this kind of diagnosable thing over their head. But at the same time, you know what happens when we get diagnosed with something? We get the help we need. And the reality is most of us are walking around without that. Like we think we're just fine. And this is a broken world. And so we're all going to be impacted by brokenness. And so helping our students know that there is, there's no shame in going to the the counseling center on campus and asking for help. There's no shame in asking your pastor for help. And I think that that's just such an important time that we can help students have a positive vantage point of mental health and know that mental health and mental health uh, resources are for well-being. You know, they're not just because we have a big problem Mm. and there's something wrong with us. I know you say there's no shame, but of course, a lot of our listeners might be going, yeah, but if I go on campus that could be a little scary because what if they tell me you know what your problem is honey is you're a lesbian and you don't know it or you know what i'm just okay what i'm what i'm saying is it could be a little scary going to state you and going in to see a counselor too is there a is there a really good central place to go if if somebody comes to us and says hey i got somebody struggling with depression where does someone mm-hmm. begin to know where to go? And I'm not saying don't go. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying right. don't go on campus. But 
I could recount horror story after horror story. You know how people are, you know, first thing we got to do is we got to get you on some, you know, get, you know, mm-hmm. all the prescriptions and this, that, and, other, and then we kind of forget some basic things that mm-hmm. could actually be helpful that, uh, you know, and, and I brought you on not to talk about this, although it's great, but, um, um, you know, things that people need to do to just kind of lifestyle change and taking care of themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, things like getting sleep and eating well and, Anyways, right. what if if, no, you, if, yeah. if somebody out there is struggling with depression and they're a f- freshman or, or or something else and they're like, hey, I mm-hmm. don't know where to go, where, where would you tell them to first go? Right. I think that, you know, our topic today is be brave. And that's the first thing, like okay. be brave and reach out to someone. And that usually first step is a friend or, you know, a really trusted uh, mentor adult-ish kind of person so like okay. a professor that you really respect that kind of holds you know the same belief structure that you do I mean that doesn't mean they have to be Lutheran per se but it is really helpful to find someone that you kind of have similar vantage points and you just ask them for help the other thing I would say is the most important thing is don't get discouraged like be brave to ask again and again, like there, sometimes people fail us, you know, sometimes people don't come through for us when we ask for help. They don't always respond right away. Or like you're talking about, you go to the college campus counseling center um, and you finally reach out for help. And this is a brave thing you've done. And then their answer is like, not helpful. <laughs> you know, it's and just and not. I don't mean to disparage. I'm sure we have some wonderful yeah. workers in those situations too. It's just, you got to be a little careful. That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like sometimes you go to a pastor and they give you an answer. Pastors always give great advice. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, you know, that's why we have the scriptures because we're like, well, that sounds a little off. I Um, have. (laughs) And so being able to dig in and ask again and and find a community. I mean, that's what LCMSU is about. Um, But finding a community, you know, a local congregation that you're worshiping in regularly or even that community that you get together and you pull um, the red letter challenge office shelf and you do it together with five of your friends like that community is your first line of defense in getting the help you need for whatever problems crop up in life you know and and gathering around like-minded people that follow jesus it's such an important thing it's so easy um to just forget i mean and and i say that as a 40 year old like it's so easy for me if i am not rooted um in God's word, if I am not gathering with people who encourage me, like it's so easy to be, you know, isolated. And um, that's when depression and anxiety and these other issues really creep in. Um, we need each other. That's God, that's God's gift to us. Absolutely. So you wrote this article, this blog post, uh, Be Brave. And we're going to kind of walk through it here a little bit in the time that we have left here. Why, why did you write this article? It ha- obviously, it has to do with college students. Right. Yeah, dear college student, be brave. You know, I Dave and I were doing campus ministry at Bowling Green State University, um, uh, just a place that we still really miss. Um, and our college students, it was pretty universal that they all – had that kind of doe-eyed look at some point where they were just like, I don't even know how to do life. Like they just felt really That would be doe for our listeners that are <laughs> trying to, that would be doe as in a deer, not as in a bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. D-O-E, right? 
D O E, right? Yes. Yeah, no, deer caught in the headlights, like kind of look. You it's know, all right. I just, yeah, uh, and- I was thinking about, I was thinking about the fact that I had missed breakfast today. So, <laughs> I heard you dope. Think interviews hungry. Yes. Um, but yeah, like I, and and I think that what one thing we have failed to do, like societally, is just recognize that life is hard out loud for students. Mm. Like to say that, you know, I think that we've been so busy looking like we have it together that we forgot to admit to the the kids who are in elementary school and then become adolescents and then become teens, you know, they never had the opportunity to see an adult kind of crumble to some degree. Because Well, we also like, heard we them like cattle and they go through this thing called high school graduation yes. where everybody stands up, you know, they, these following people are going to this school and these people are going to this school and they're going to major in that. It's like, Hey, all these people, all of a sudden they're just high school students. And then they got their whole world all yeah. aligned correctly. And most of the time, I think most of the students are kind of like going, yeah, whatever. And then all of a sudden, when reality sets in, I really don't know what I want to do. But it's just that what what I put down on the form when I filled it out. (laughs) No, exactly. And you, it's like. But they have pressure. They have pressure on them because, you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that we think adulthood comes with a finger snap, like suddenly you're an adult and you know what to do and you know how to pay bills and you know how to like eat well and you know, you know, and and the reality is all of us know that that's false. <laughs> that right. is not the way it works. And we are all still figuring it out at our, you know, ages now. And so it's a process, not a product adulthood is. And we need uh, places yeah, we need places and spaces to wrestle with that together. And that's one thing that we would come together. You know, we just met at Starbucks outside of Bowling Green State University. And our whole tagline was like, you know, we'll buy the coffee, come for the conversation. Mm-hmm. And we would open our Bible. And we, I know one of my favorite college student studies that we did was um, Trevor Sutton's book, um, how we got the Bible and we mm-hmm. just kind of like talked about a lot of the stuff that was coming up in their coursework and stuff, but it was just really a space, a platform to have conversation, to ask the questions that needed to be asked. And so at the end of the day, I just remember like praying for them every time, like that they could be brave because it is a brave thing to walk out into the world and be like your true self instead of trying to hide, you know, who you are and look right in the certain Mm. circumstances you're in and make your professors happy and then also make your family happy and all of that stuff. And then follow Jesus. It's hard. And I think that's your LCMSU tag, right? Like life is hard. College is tough. (laughs) You need Jesus will help. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that is a brave thing to say, you know, I'm going to believe in Jesus through this. I may not, you know, I just wrote a book, Mighty and Mysterious. Like, it's kind of a mysterious thing. We don't understand everything about God suddenly because we're an adult. But Wait, we're going to find out. you wrote a book? I didn't know this. How? <laughs> we're, we're, what do you not do? What do you not do? That's where can people where can people where can people get your book? Um, CPH, yeah, cph.org or Amazon. Um, I actually have more than one, but one coming out September 10th is called The Mighty and the Mysterious, and it really centers around two things: that Jesus is creator as well as connector, and not only our savior. And so, I think for college Mm. students in particular, that idea that we are connected by a 
this big God who is also a personal savior is really powerful. Um, because when you walk into a campus, it whether it's a tiny campus or really large, that's part of the feeling, I think, is that lost feeling of, okay, what am I doing now? Where do I go? Um, who am I is what they're asking. Well, you know? all of a sudden you realize real quick that the connections that you've had and what you brought with you when you came is that much that much more important. Now, when you go through your, this, this is a wonderful article, Be Brave, uh, Dear College Student, Be Brave. Um, let's go through a couple of these. We just have about six or seven minutes left here. Um, the difference between, you know, being brave in terms of the difference between, you know, truthfulness and, and being, haha, I was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Explain that a I little mean, bit. I, Why should we yeah. care more about truth than about being right? Aren't they the same thing? Not in our culture. You know, our culture teaches us that um, being right is really important. I mean, all you have to do is jump on social media. We're so busy being right that we forgot to listen to the person sitting next to us and actually sort through what they're saying without uh, our assumptions. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I didn't catch that because I was busy being right. No, just, <laughs> That's exactly how it works, right? <laughs> um, and so we will never we will never get to know each other. We will never be in like this real place of community that God has created for us to be a part of. If we don't open our ears to hear truth instead of, you know, talking with our mouth so that people understand that we're right. And so I think being, being right means like, saying what we think all the time, whereas um, caring about truth means asking questions and listening and formulating thoughts in our head, you know, and it's good to speak your mind. It's good to say what you believe. Um, however, especially in our polarized culture, being aware that, um, you know, there's a whole lot of Christian freedom is really important and being aware that, you um, People have different ideas of truth, and yes, we believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, but but how did he speak to people? You know, how do we approach people with truth and love? That's really important over just sounding like we know what we're talking about. Sure. My dad used to always tell me, son, there's only three things you need to remember about communication. I was like, what? And he said, um, truthfulness. Is, it, is what I'm going to say true? We should always be truthful. I'm like, okay, that's easy. Second one is tact. I mean, excuse me, timing. You know, is this the best time to bring it up? Mm -hmm. And then tact, what's the best tact? How do I best go Uh about this? And you need to line up all three, otherwise keep your mouth shut. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, we need an article on that. No, it's it's great stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, why don't you highlight a couple of these? We maybe can't hit all of them. What what couple of these things that you go through this, you know, your college should be brave in terms of this. What kind of things might you like to highlight in the three or four minutes we got here? Yeah, I think one of the most important one is the concept of friendship. And friendship is really complicated. And I think particularly in the Disney Channel world where we believe that we should have this one best friend or we have this group posse of friends, um, when you when you transition in life, friendships feel different. Some friendships die. Some friendships hang on forever. You know, and we, we really want to be surrounded by um, friendships that build us up, but we're not quite sure how to get there. Um, and and uh, 
you know, it takes time and energy to make real friendships that you can trust and stuff. And so that one's really important to me because I think that it's, it's both male and female friendly, even though I think that we act like the idea of friendship is like a girly thing, (laughs) but we all college is about having that time and space to think and to be in a community that we won't get back. You know, when you go out to have your job and stuff, like, you know, you'll have connection and community, but wow, college is that place where you meet the people that stand beside you when you get married and you um, meet the people that you're going to, you know, FaceTime and Skype at 3 a.m. when you can't make a life decision. Like, that's a really cool time where God introduces people into our life for real solid friendships. And so I think that's an important one, braving what friendship looks like, asking what you need and what other people need to make really quality friendships is really important. What about the whole concept? This is great stuff. I, I mean, I wish we could get through all of this, but it's a great article. I'm going to encourage everybody to go read this. Um, then they can check out your blog. Um, yeah, I love it. So, um, you know, being brave in terms of, um, you know, listening to and who you choose to follow, making meaningful choices. Um, mm-hmm. you, got, you told me you had a story about that you'd like to share. Yeah, I mean, I think that one thing I hear from students a lot is they get on campus and maybe they went to a a Lutheran school their whole life, or maybe they went to a public school. But, you know, in our childhoods, a lot of times, in a good way, they are incubators for our faith, where we're surrounded by people who think the same way we do a lot of the time. And that's a good thing when you are growing and developing. Um, However, then you go into a university setting, and there are a whole lot of people who think differently than we do. Um, And so I remember at Bowling Green, there used to be the guy who like stood in the middle of campus with a bullhorn and he would like yell at people like that you're sinning. Jesus doesn't love sinners. You're going to hell. And the students were like, what do we do with this guy? You know, and I think that um, that is a brave thing to confront. What does real faith look like? What does, um, you know, how do I stand up against like falsehood and that you know, that person yelling in the middle of campus or my professor who's telling me that abortion's okay um, and all of those things. How do I confront that um, and work through what I believe and what the Bible tells me? Um, that and how do, and how do you do it without getting your own bullhorn? Yeah, exactly. Because then we end up in that place where we're like, well, I just want to be right. <laughs> you know? Well, that's what so, happens on a college campus. Nobody actually talks truth. They just emote at one another. And then it's about who can emote better mm-hmm. or louder drop, or yeah, louder right. yeah. and uh, yeah I think that's a problem and you know one thing one thing I say is like don't let professors tell you what really matters don't let Joe Schmo you know don't let the guy with the bullhorn or the guy who's you know sitting at the dining hall table and speaking really eloquently like tell you what matters like you have to dive into that for yourself um, and that that's a brave thing but it is a really good thing and And there will be a time where you feel like you have your feet underneath you, like there's a solid foundation again. Um, And young adulthood, um, as awesome as it is and as fun and like, you know, it's just a really cool time in life. uh, It can also feel very disconcerting as you try to get your feet under you. But God is in that, you know, he's he's with us in the wrestling, just like he was with Jacob in the wrestling. Um, And Jacob came out with a new name and God is working that in your life, college student also. And so in the end, and there's a lot more, make sure you make sure you read this at Heidi, HeidiGoman.com. But uh, 
ultimately the best way to stay connected i mean in keeping in mind and you, you close your article with the, the whole notion of you know the best way to stay connected and, is to remember, and to remember that your faith matters most is to uh, not only develop your devotional life, um, um, but also uh, to make sure that you are where God's people are, where you can have that community that transcends everything that you're facing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And find find a campus pastor, find a campus ministry, find um a really good friend, you know, one really good friend that is walking the same walk, you know, and that makes a big difference. And then, you know, you can have all kinds of a variety of people and it's this really great thing, but you have, you know, you kind of have a crew, I guess. Well, relationships matter. Yeah, Um, absolutely. No, they, they absolutely matter. And uh, most of the, uh, I mentioned my, my love for statistics, but most, uh, most statistics also show the, the importance of uh, one, having one person, doesn't matter what age, one person in your life as you're going through this time of transition that that you feel like you can talk about anything beyond your parents and hopefully your mm-hmm. pastor. Just mm-hmm. having one, and you know it could be it could be a fellow student, it could be a a, a non student, it could be somebody, it could be uh, an uncle, it could be uh, you know a, a grandma type uh, at your local church. But find somebody to connect with, um, and be brave. So. Mm-hmm. Heidi, thank you for joining us. Any last thoughts? Just go and and be brave, but know that you're not brave alone. Like we're in this together. You know, you do not have to walk out there by yourself. Christ is always with you. Dear college students, be brave. Thanks for joining us, Heidi. Thanks for having me. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check out the archives of this program at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help.